It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Updating the ever-changing landscape of the offensive coordinator search and the ownership search and positioning. Plus, should the commanders attack the quarterback veteran market? All next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Come and join us. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome in, Commanders fans. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We are your daily podcast featuring the and part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Again, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. Again, we thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day. My co-host, David Harrison, uh, is covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country, SI.com's Fan Nation. He'll be back on the next episode. In the meantime, I'm merely... Uh, Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. You can find us Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, talking a lot of commanders, but not all commanders, if we're just being honest. And you can find us anytime, again, live or on demand on the Odyssey app, along with this particular show. When we're not here or there, we're on Twitter. David is at dharrison82. I'm at russellmania621, the show at LO Commanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, we're going to keep this pretty much mostly news related, but then towards the end, we will get into a little bit of conjecture and maybe a little bit in the middle. Uh, but mostly news-related. So the latest on the offensive coordinator search is this. We talked about this on our last episode on Monday, Monday afternoon when we uh, posted. Washington had interest in longtime offensive coordinator Pat Shermer. Longtime offensive coordinator, multiple stops, was with Ron and Andy Reid under the same staff in Philadelphia a long time ago, uh, Served in a couple of different roles there. Tight end, offensive line coach, quarterbacks coach. I think it was three years that they were together. Uh, maybe it was four, what have you. Uh, well, he interviewed on Tuesday. It was first reported by Mike Garofalo of NFL Network. Uh, but the commanders themselves actually confirmed that they interviewed Pat Shermer. Don't know if the interview was done in person. Don't know if it was done, you know, via Zoom virtually, which how a, a lot of these interviews are now done. Uh, but I hope, I hope it was done in person. You get a better feel. Um, and I'll, I'll just say this, and I, I said this on the radio, and I said this on the last podcast. 
I think he's my odds-on favorite at this point because, A, he's got the previous history with Ron. B, he's out of the NFL or he's been out of the NFL, so he had a chance to recharge his batteries. C, two-time former head coach, Cleveland and the Giants. And what I mentioned on the last episode was that I like that he's coached in a lot of different styles. We know West Coast. We know pro style. And also we know the up-tempo Run it and gun it type Chip Kelly offense that Chip brought to the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, his offensive coordinator was Pat Shermer. So I'm a big tempo by design fan if you can get that out of your offense where you dictate, you dictate the terms, not the clock dictating. Oh, two minute, three minutes, whatever, one minute, 30 seconds, whatever it might be. No, 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 no. You come out mid third quarter just in some seemingly innocuous drive, and you just decide to go up-tempo, and you don't even have to do it for the entire drive. You can get two or three plays up-tempo just to kind of get into a rhythm. Well, that's what Pat Shermer coached in in Philadelphia under Chip Kelly, only they mastered it, and they majored in it. Now, ultimately, it exposes a defense. That's why teams don't do it all the time. You get my point. He's got plenty of experience in what I would identify as the three major styles of offense, right? That you see in the NFL, West Coast pro style. And again, a fast tempo um, type offense, which is sort of a hybrid of both. But again, the tempo part being really important. So I, I think when you start to connect all the dots, and I know in talking to JP Finley of 106.7, Odyssey DC, NBC4, NBC Sports Washington, and his own podcast. Uh, JP does a lot of things. Uh, on Tuesday on the radio, he admitted that in his eyes, Pat Shermer was the odds-on favorite as well. Now, we assume there'll be more interviews. According to John Kime of ESPN, Washington has interest in Atlanta quarterbacks coach Charles London. Also, Miami associate head coach and running backs coach, Eric Studisville. Also, we found out that Daryl Bevel, the former longtime Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator, current Miami passing game coach and quarterbacks coach under Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins, is another name of interest that Washington would like to talk to. Now, we know they reached out to Jim Caldwell. They reached out to Frank Reich. Those two are kind of um, just focusing on head coaching opportunities for now. That doesn't mean that they won't come back around. So maybe if this search drags out, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, but right now, we're kind of in a wait-and-see pattern where they interviewed Shermer. They were rejected by Caldwell for now. We know they have interest in at least conducting a formal interview with Ken Zampezi. They have not announced that. I don't know if they will, being that he was already on staff. I'm not sure. But that's what we know. And then Tuesday also brought news that the Los Angeles Chargers have parted ways with offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi and passing, games passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Shane Day. Now, Shane Day used to be here in Washington. 
and he's been part of the Mike, uh, the Kyle Shanahan staff. He's been part of the Sean McVay staff. So that's a possibility. I don't know about Joe Lombardi. He's bounced around. He's been in New Orleans. He's been with the Chargers, of course, most recently. It's kind of weird. You don't necessarily think of the Justin Herbert component being broken in Los Angeles. But I guess um, they said, hey, they're going to have to make staff changes. Brandon Staley keeping his job. I guess these are the staff changes that they were talking about, but I don't know. It kind of caught me by surprise because, I mean, that passing game is pretty good, number one. Number two, they had a lot of injuries to Keenan Allen and specifically to Mike Williams, right, early and late. Now, did they run the ball enough? Of course not. I mean, so that's part of the problem, and that's part of the problem why you wouldn't think a guy like Joe Lombardi and or maybe a Shane Day are a good fit here, but we have to throw their names out. Also, Pewter Report, uh, a longtime Tampa Bay Buccaneers-related website, reported that the team had already decided to move on from D.C. native Byron Lefwich, who will be apparently let go by the Buccaneers. Now, the Buccaneers and Todd Bowles on Tuesday afternoon said, no, 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 there's no decision, nothing final, we'll see. Maybe by the time you watch this, hear this, what have you, we will have some sort of definitive report. Maybe Pewter Report was just jumping the gun. I don't know. Byron Lefwich should be considered for the Washington Commander's offensive coordinator position. There are some, my colleague Grant Paulson, who think he would be a terrible fit because a couple of times, and maybe more than a couple of times, Tampa Bay wide receivers wound up in the same area. Listen, some people are going to blame that solely and specifically on coaching. I'm going to largely blame that on players. Players make mistakes that make coaches look poor. I know it was largely Tom Brady's offense. I know Bruce Arians had a heavy hand in developing that offense and helping them win a Super Bowl. But Byron Lefwich, to say he did nothing, to say he doesn't warrant any consideration, a D.C. native to come home, a young guy, younger guy with experience, with play-calling ability and play-calling experience would seem to kind of cross the T's and dot the I's. All right. That is where we're at in terms of the offensive coordinator position. Six vacancies now open as teams panic and get desperate. Coming up, a change in the ownership derby. Plus, should the commanders dip into the veteran quarterback free agent market or the trade market? We'll examine that next. But first, guys, we're brought to you by our friends at Ultimate Football GM. That's right. Ultimate Football GM. Excited as we have been for their partnership with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Commanders Podcast. It's the mobile game sweeping the nation, and it's called Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM uh, and managing your own football franchise, now is your opportunity to do it from your phone, from your computer, from your home, wherever you are in your office. Hey, you want to do it in bed, you want to do it on the toilet, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can trade players. You can make draft picks. You can hire and fire coordinators. Say you want to hire the next offensive coordinator. We just talked about this. Uh, maybe you can fire the owner uh, like 
well, like we'd all like Dan Snyder to just poof, go away. We're going to talk about that in a sec. Whatever you want to do, all available for you in a challenging and realistic game called Ultimate Football GM. It's completely free. It's playable offline. You play on the go. Uh, and as you want to, again, as we just mentioned, Locked On Commanders listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On. But you must use it in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. Make sure you check it out today. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com uh, or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. Hint, that won't include the commanders. And Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked on NFL, it's available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Before we get you an ownership update, because that is an ever-changing landscape, much like the offensive coordinator search, wanted to throw out this question. And you guys can comment at LO Commanders, at WrestleMania621, at D Harrison82, if you want, or in the comment section. I'll try and get back to everybody and all that, incorporate everybody. Should Washington be more involved in the veteran quarterback market than it appears that they will be? What we're talking about, how we ended the Monday show, they're telling offensive coordinator candidates reportedly that Sam Howell is the number one guy, but he's going to have to earn it. Again, I have no major problem with that. The problem is, is all the mixed messaging, especially when it comes to this, that Ron has had over the first three years, nothing that they're telling people, reporters, coaches, what have you, means anything to me. I'll believe it when I see it because Ron has changed his tune uh, constantly on this. And he's done a terrible job of actually incorporating his words that he stands by. And now that he's allegedly telling offensive coordinators, allegedly, um, say he's just done a bad job. But to me, I think you owe it to the franchise to unturn every stone. If that means examining whether you can get Derek Carr for a fifth round pick, do that. If that means, hey, you know what? We can sign Derek Carr as a free agent because the Vegas Raiders had to cut him. Do that if it makes sense, especially if you don't have to pay compensation. If it means Mitch Trubisky gets released from the Pittsburgh Steelers and you liked him last offseason and decided to go a different way, then do that as a veteran backup capable of starting. Do whatever it takes. Don't rule anything out. 
Don't have any preconceived notions. Don't think that it's Sam Howell's job to lose. In your mind, pencil it in. Have the eraser ready. Bring in young veteran competition capable of starting, whether there's injury or drop-off in performance or command. If he doesn't take command of the offense, you got my point. Why pigeonhole yourself? Don't do that. Don't say, no, 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 we can't pursue Derek Carr. He's going to cost too much. He's going to, no, 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 we made a bet. Don't do that. Evaluate it. Have a plan. If you really like him, if you think you like him, and I think they do, see what you can do. Maybe it's not the right deal financially or compensation-wise, but maybe it is. And that's what I think they'll do. I just have this fear that they're too retaliatory, meaning last year's disaster didn't work for Carson Wentz. Now all of a sudden we're going to go with the cheap rookie. Last year it was all about we built the roster up. Now we have to drop in the quarterback. Now it's we have to continue to build the roster up and take it easy, take it cheap, take it low risk, low rent, if you will, with the quarterback. There's always changing mentalities, philosophies, um, and, and, and the message to the, the public through the media is always all over the place. Uh, and I hope it's truly not that way in the building, but I fear that it is. So, yes, the answer is they should be involved in the veteran quarterback free agent and trade market. The question is, or the argument is, who should they target? To me, again, those two guys that I just mentioned seemingly would be available. I'm sure there'll be more. Maybe Tom Brady. I mean, of course, you should try and go after Tom Brady. Of course. Celebrity ownership would probably help. But you should examine Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers might be available. You should examine Aaron Rodgers. Examining doesn't mean doing. Just don't pigeonhole yourself. All right. The uh, ownership situation looks like this. Uh, my buddy A.J. Perez, front office sports, who had the Jeff Bezos information over the weekend we talked about on the last episode, he has a new report out saying that Dan Snyder hasn't said publicly how much of the Washington commanders that he's willing to offload. They've always said, well, we're exploring all options. But according to Perez and front office sports, that Bank of America and or representatives of Dan Snyder have told the bidders for the team, of which there's about a half dozen, that Snyder seeks to sell at least a majority stake in the team. Quote, at least a majority stake in the team. Again, about a half dozen bidders. We don't know who exactly is still in it right now. There's some more information on that coming up. Uh, but apparently, Snyder plans to offload enough of the team to clear the way for a new controlling owner. Now, does that mean he retains a minority state? We don't know. We don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he keeps 20%. But he doesn't have interest. And he's not certainly an act. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how this works out. Um, but again, the bidders apparently know that he is selling at least a majority stake in the team, which is huge because we haven't had that information for sure. 
Uh, again, no report is for sure, but it certainly looks to be that way. Now, according to AJ as well in front office sports, Bank of America, which has been continues to try and pursue Jeff Bezos, even though the Snyders have made it clear they don't really want to sell to Bezos. But if they want more money, if they want more than $7 billion, that might be the only way they can get it. Of course, you know what has happened between Snyder, the Washington Post, so on and so forth. Uh, one final note, Todd Boley, who is the owner uh, and co-owner of the Lakers, Dodgers, L.A. Sparks, Fulham FC, in which he made a huge purchase, is now out, according to J.P. Finley. Again, late last week, before the weekend, it was thought that Todd Boley, a Bethesda, Maryland native, was the hot name, was in pursuit, was maybe at the top of the leaderboard. Now, according to J.P. Finley, he is out. I don't know what happened here, but Finley says that Josh Harris and possibly David Blitzer, who are partners in a company called HB Sports and Entertainment, they own the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers, and they're trying to build, I believe they are building, a standalone facility for the Philadelphia 76ers in Center City in downtown Philadelphia, away from the Wells Fargo Center, a place that they've shared with the Philadelphia Flyers, but the Flyers have control over. Now, they again, Harris is a Maryland native uh, and has long thought to be interested, also bid for the Denver Broncos. He clearly wants in the NFL. Clearly, Capital co-founders, uh, Bedad Egbati and Jose Feliciano tried to buy about a 40% stake of the commanders before Dan Snyder bought the remaining port for the team from his three former co-owners. So they've clearly had interest. They tried to get in on the Denver Broncos pursuit. So it looks like, and maybe Josh Harris, David Blitzer, and maybe Clear Lake Capital, those two gentlemen, and whoever else, maybe they can get a bid together. Maybe they can all join forces. Don't know. We're going to monitor. We're going to report. We're going to tell you all the information. We're going to often be able to say, hey, this doesn't make sense. This does make sense. What didn't make sense was Dan Snyder leaking or somebody on Dan Snyder's behalf leaking that they were getting offers well north of $7 billion. Please stop lying. Please stop lying because that didn't happen. That aggravated me to no end. To no end. Please stop lying. Because no, you didn't. If you want to sell the team, don't lie just to inflate the market. All right, coming up, some quick thoughts on the NFL playoffs. And would Washington have been able to beat anyone that made it? Hmm. We will tell you that. But first, we tell you about our friends at Bet Online. This episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. That's right. I won $250 last Saturday night on a $25 bet at plus 1,000 right before halftime when the Jaguars were down 27 to nothing and driving inside the 20. I said, let me have some fun on a Saturday night. So I plopped down, again, $25 live bet, plus 1,000 on the Jaguars to win on the money line. And what do you know? Ding, 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 ding. They 
did. So a $25 bet for your boy turned into a $250 payday. Now, I lost a bunch of that on Sunday, but I gained a bunch of it back by having faith in the Cowboys to not only win straight up, but also to cover the number. And that they did. Bet online, that's where I did it all. They are your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Uh, you can get the latest odds and trends. And again, in game live betting on Bet Online. They are your fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. We are back with you on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, uh, we appreciate Bet Online and Ultimate Football GM for being our partners in this particular episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Uh, David will be back on the next episode. Here's how we're going to finish up. Some quick snap thoughts on the Cowboys and Bucks. I mean, look, we, we all know that the Commanders caught Dallas playing probably their worst game of the year. Just as I thought, just as I kind of feared, if I'm being honest, that game served as not a, hey, this is how bad the Cowboys are. It served as a wake-up call. It served as a wake-up call, at least for one game and one week. Who knows what's going to happen against San Francisco this week, although I give them an excellent chance of winning that game. The Dallas Cowboys went in and tore apart the Tampa Bay Bucks. Their dopey place kicker um, put aside, he missed four extra points and five in a row dating back to last week against the Commanders. He did finally make one. But the Cowboys may be sending Tom Brady out of Tampa or out of the NFL on a sour note. Tampa was never really, really in it, especially after Tom Brady's terrible red zone, end zone interception on what looked to be a throwaway. They were never really in it. The only thing that quite honestly kept them in it was, again, the place kicker missing so many extra points. That saved them a couple of points and gave them a chance. But their defense just could never, ever really slow down Dallas and Dak and Tony Pollard and C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz and the offensive line did a good job. Tampa's pass rush was really negated for much of the night outside of the first couple of series. So great win for Dallas. Mike McCarthy, Dak, they head to San Francisco. Giants, Philadelphia, Saturday night. Can't wait for that one. Three NFC East teams in the playoffs, in the divisional round. Of course, as we know, the Commanders blew a golden opportunity, but who would they have beaten? I think they could have beaten the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Doesn't mean they would have because the Giants are better. The Giants play with more poise. The Giants play with more metal. The Giants play with more structure. The Giants do a lot of things, quite honestly, better 
than the commanders. So just because they won doesn't mean the commanders would have won. But I think that probably would have been the best matchup outside of potentially going to Seattle if that would have been the matchup. And it, again, wouldn't have been, even if the commanders made it, going to Seattle and winning a game there. I think they could have beaten Seattle in Seattle. Although Seattle, the Seahawks, gave the 49ers a hell of a run for a half plus. Could they have beaten the Eagles? Listen, I can't say they couldn't. They beat them at Lincoln Financial Field on Monday Night Football. Jalen Hurts was healthy then, so I can't say they couldn't. Do I believe they would have? No, because, again, the commanders find a way to beat themselves. They would not have beaten San Francisco. They would not have beaten the Giants. I'm sorry. In the AFC, could they have beaten Baltimore? Yes. Could they have beaten Cincinnati in Cincinnati? I say no, even though Baltimore should have, could have won that game, certainly extended it. I get it. Cincinnati was not great on Sunday night. The Commanders, uh, somehow, some way, I, I just I don't think they would have played as mentally tough as the Baltimore Ravens did. Could they have beaten Buffalo like Miami almost did with, uh, with, with, with their third-string quarterback? Again, I, I think the chances would have been there. I don't trust this team game in, game out to make the most of opportunities, to not beat themselves. So the answer for me would have been they would have had a chance. They would have been somewhat close, but eh. And could they have beaten Miami? Well, I'd like to think they could have, but I'd also like to think they couldn't because Miami almost beat Buffalo, if not for all those drops and clock management issues. Now, again, some of those things is why I would say, well, Buffalo, could uh, Washington, could they beat Miami? I would say they would have a chance, a chance, a pretty good chance. But could they stop Jalen Waddell? Could they stop Tyreek Hill, Mike Gusecki? Maybe with Skylar Thompson, maybe. And maybe with the drops. But I, I, I don't know if I could pick them. I don't know if I could believe in them. And that's part of the problem is every time you want to think the commanders are a team that is capable of doing something, they wind up shooting themselves in the foot. They wind up making bad decisions. And not just the Ron Rivera to Carson Wentz decision, which is what everybody has hopped on, still wasn't a bad decision in my mind. It didn't work out. It was a terrible choice, but it wasn't a bad decision. There's a difference. I don't believe the commanders would have been able to beat anybody ultimately but the Minnesota Vikings, maybe, and possibly the Seattle Seahawks. And I think they would have struggled to beat all of the AFC teams. Maybe they could have beaten Miami. Maybe. And that's kind of a sad tale. And that's how we'll end it. All right, David will be back on the next episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. I'm Chris Russell. We want to thank you again for making us your first listen and watch of the day. Now make your second listen and watch the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, it's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, it's 301-615-3577 or at LO Commanders on Twitter DM or at harrison 82 at WrestleMania 6 2
one. That's going to do it for us today. Again, David back on the next edition. I'll take that one off. You can listen to me on the Russell and Medhurst show, T980 in the Odyssey app. Check out David on SI.com. Part of Sports Illustrated's Commander Country uh, is where you can find David. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.